Hey, Michelle, have you heard about A Favorite Designs Kickstarter? You know we love letterpress and design, and you probably know how we feel about Amber fucking favorite. We jumped at the chance to support her. Yeah, she's moving her studio to offer community letterpress workshops, tutorials, and other creative stuff. She's super talented, and to share that with the community is going to be amazing. Moving thousand-pound presses and building out a welcoming creative space is a lot. That's where you guys come in. You can back her on Kickstarter and be a part of making this dream a reality. Get amazing letterpress rewards, like a card of the month club, a letterpress workshop, or even your own working antique printing press. There's lots of really cool stuff, and you'll be helping make Chicago be a little more creative. But do it now. It ends on Friday, August 25th. Visit afavoritedesign.com, click on the Back Our Kickstarter image, and invest what you can. Thank you. I'm ready. Hi. <laughs> I feel like we're really far away from each other. It does feel a little far away. We're not sitting at our normal table. We're at Pancake Town, the original. Um, the original Alps. We haven't been here in We haven't months. been here in so long. So long that we didn't get put in the corner. They didn't know who we were. They forgot about us. Our which waitress is fine. remembered our, wa- our waitress was like, what are you guys doing over here? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you could have asked. And we're like, no, we couldn't have. No. We would get in trouble if we asked. We also um, have the microphones for the first time here. Well, so yeah, we have the fancy mics instead of the little mic. So I'm hoping that there won't be too much diner noise, but maybe somebody will come and wrap silverware. Yeah, we're not near the silverware station. It's not. It's a table <laughs> it's not a station. that they turn into a silverware station. <laughs> um, and still, no one's paying any attention to the fact that two girls are sitting. No, there's at a, a few people paying. There's some people paying attention. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but then they realize they don't not care. My, yeah. No. Um, like, whatever. So we squeeze. We're squeezing in another quick episode here before yeah. Michelle goes to Seattle for how long? Six days. You say not, that like that's not, not a long time. That's, that's a good time. That's a good amount of time. Is it? Yeah. Three days is like a short trip. Six um, days is solid. I want to take a trip sometime in my life that's longer <laughs> than a week. Yeah, I know. It's great. The longest trip I've ever taken, like as an adult, was when we went to Barcelona. And it was like nine days. Ugh. And it was like the best we were time of to- my life be in Ireland for nine days last and year and then it but got cut the, off yeah. yeah our flight got cancelled yeah I would love to legit go on like a t- full two week two vacation weeks. to Just anywhere two weeks. that's all I need that's all I want yeah um, other people do it like on the regular two oh, weeks for sure that's how long vacation is and they go like three times a year yeah which I don't quite understand I mean I'm grateful I didn't think we were going to go on vacation at all um just schedule and money stuff. Yes. Um, but we yeah, snuck it in like at the literal last minute. Steve has a meeting at the Art Institute um, on thir- next Thursday and we get in at midnight. Oh, so shit. he's going to get like, I don't know, three yeah, hours take of a nap sleep on and then have to go the train to and like then, yeah. an important meeting. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um... <laughs> No, I I definitely would love to have a vacation very I soon. Know. It needs to happen. I feel bad. I haven't had a vacation in seven years. 
Eight years? Yeah, something like that. You're due. I think I went seven years-ish. It's terrible. Without, I went it's, like 10 years without being on a plane. It's embarrassing. Like, it's embar- it's it's embarrassing when you're a grown you person. You get used to it, though. You do. You do get used to it, and then you start to look around, and you see other people, like, going on vacation, and you're like, oh, wait, this is a thing I could just, like, make happen. I, well, I remember the first time I took a vacation after having not for about that long, and yeah. I didn't... I was freaked out like, that I was. How do I do this? I didn't know how to save money for it. Yeah. Because I had never done that. Yeah. Um, and then once we started going on a trip a year, I like I yes, got you more get, used to it. It's like, that's oh, you just figure it out. Right. That's exactly what I want to have happen. Like Josh and I specifically like have chosen a life where we don't have children and we don't have like we have a little bit of freedom Mm -hmm. where like we could make that happen, but we also work way too much and we make excuses for things. And then we end up not like if we just set us, if we just said, look, we're saving X amount of money with the intention of doing this. Like, and we were just like, this is not an option. It's not like, yeah, we're not going to like back out of it. We're going to make it like the same way we prioritize work shit. Like if, if show of hands is happening in November, well then vacation is happening in January. Like it, ha- it, we have yeah, to make it happen. I mean, it does cause like some chaos before and after, which sucks. But like, like you need, you need it. Like you need yeah. it. You need, like, you need to take care of yourself. And I think a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. Like, I think when you're, especially when you're self-employed, you don't have someone like kind of. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm finished. Thanks. Like, you don't have somebody kind of being like, okay, every like, there's no structure there to be like, well, everybody's taking this time off, or everybody's going on, or you have these vacation days, and, like, you better use them yeah. before, I you mean, know? I mean, we like, don't even take weekends off. Right. Like, we literally are working all the time, and then you get resentful of other people because you see people, like, go, you know, like, I, one of my, the things I hate more than anything in the world is, like, somebody I follow on Instagram like going on some magical vacation and like I just I hate everything about it I hate them I'm jealous of them I hate myself I feel bad that like I didn't get my shit together enough to like plan a vacation or like save money for that vacation it's like that could be me that could be me in fucking like Joshua Tree right now for a week and a half like camping (laughs) but no it's not and it won't be um so I don't know. There's there's something to be said for like I think that a lot of times we all feel really guilty like you take even like a one day off. Oh yeah. To do something nice for yourself and you feel like, "Oh, I shouldn't I I'm wasting this. I should be working or I should be saving money or this is time I could be spending doing something for my business." And that and it's like, "No, like everybody like do you know how lazy people are? Like the world oh, of real. non-self-employed people are fucking lazy. Like they work 8 hours a day and then come home and like, "Oh, you have to cook a meal? Wow, us too." Like, yeah. "Oh, and then oh, you all, your whole family gets to go on a vacation for a, like fucking 3 weeks." Like, "Congratulations. I haven't gone on vacation in a decade." Like, good job. I don't know. I don't think this is like a secret or anything, but I will say that it's worked for me. I have all these auto transfers set up. Yes. Um, that go into savings accounts. For some I do reason, have that I have too. three savings accounts. Oh, I have two, so I guess that's um, not crazy. Yeah. Um, I, have two. I think 
And I've also heard uh, with like Capital One, I think you yeah. can set up like a million savings. That's accounts. what I have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have it, but I've always. It and used you can to like be... make one vacation fund. Yes. One this. I have whatever. I have a Capital One account that has a taxes fund. Oh, okay. And a Emily personal an Emily business, and then a show of hands. Okay. So, like, it's all one account, kind of, mm-hmm. but then it I can manage it all from, like, one Do you do all of your in. banking? No. With? Oh, okay. Just those, just those I accounts. I hate my bank so much, but I think that at this point, it would be so hard for me to change. It. Uh, I will say, I mean, I... I got my my Capital One account was originally an ING account. Oh, okay. That's and then it, it got bought by Capital yeah. One. Um, so it changed over at some point and it's still fine. But I remember the ING thing was literally something that I just like signed up for online and just like transferred five hundred dollars into it and was like, cool, this is just gonna be an account that I don't look at. Yeah. And it's just sitting over here and it's separate from my regular banking that I'm looking at. And I have it set up where um, I do regular movement of show of hands money into that show of hands account because mm-hmm. that helps me like budget out those amounts separately from Orange Beautiful because I don't have a business account for show of hands and a business account for Orange Beautiful. I just okay. have one Orange Beautiful okay. business account. Yeah. So I separate. I'm able to separate out budgeted money into that show of hands thing, and then you can actually write checks for like I have a checkbook. I have a checkbook um, and a debit thing that are connected to those savings accounts. Okay. So that makes it easy for me to be like, oh, I have to pay the venue fee this time. Like, here, let me write a check for fucking eighteen thousand dollars. Okay. Um, but then it helps me like mentally go, okay, Orange Beautiful has this much money, and Show of Hands has this much money, even though it's all the same, you know. Yeah. But I have a th- I have an auto thing that my personal, um, my personal checking like. I think every month, like, $300 just, like, goes into the savings account. And then okay, sometimes yeah. I move it back out when I'm like, I need that. But it's nice because then, like, a few months later, you're like, oh, there's $1,000 yeah, in there. Yeah. Um, and you kind of just you kind of just don't notice. Like, you notice, but, like, you... I don't... You yeah, just, I it doesn't, definitely don't notice. There's something psychological about... Like, it's not like you're paying someone $300. It's literally just, like, moving out of your view. Yeah. Um, which... Definitely works. And even, I think, I remember at the beginning, I think I did, I had it set up as like $50 a month. So like, if you just do something tiny. Sure. I think they advise, they tell you that you're supposed to be doing like 10% of your paycheck. Like that's what a, Mm. that's what a bank, you know, like a financial advisor would. Yeah. They're usually. definitely doing more than that. Right. So like, I think if some, you know, if, if you're somebody that has like a job job. Yeah. Like definitely take, you know, figure out if you're making a thousand dollars a week or something like you should be putting like four hundred dollars into a savings account every month. Sure. Because might as well. Right. Um, I guess this is somewhat related if we're giving tips for saving for shit like taxes. Yeah. Um, so I do have an auto transfer that helps with the tax saving, like saving up money for the taxes. Yeah. But my other thing that I've been doing for years is I picked one store that um, I get paid um, via checks weekly. Yeah. And I deposit every single check I get from the store into my savings account directly. Oh, yeah. And it always seems to add up to, like, how much I needed to pay my quarterlies. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I just know, like, when I... Because I get 
consignment checks in the mail yeah. all the time. Um, you just have to hope that that store my doesn't checking stop account. selling your stuff. Yeah. So you have to switch to a different <laughs> but store. But it, it has worked out. Yes. Um, that every time I get a check, oh, that store, this one goes into my savings. Yeah, nice. And it's, it works. Like, yeah. I don't miss it or anything. I think, I mean, it's interesting because I think, and we're talking about, like, saving money and then, like, vacations and taking care of yourself. Like, it's, it's funny because we're not taking care of ourselves no we're doing a terrible we're both doing terrible a terrible job um but it's it's interesting because you i try to figure out like i'm constantly thinking like why like why why am why am i terrible at this like why am i not you know like what's what's with my brain and like why are other people seemingly taking care of themselves i don't know are they but then right you do you have to realize like they're not they're not taking like everyone's terrible at it everyone's Mm -hmm. like everyone could be exercising more or going on more vacations or taking care of themselves like physically or mentally or whatever mm-hmm. like even people that you see online who you're like oh they have all their shit together but and like, they're doing great are we supposed to just put that out there on our social media that, that we're I'm having a terrible time apart? some people do and it's, I mean I it's debated a big old bummer about saying anything about my injury on social media but I did yeah because like I haven't been posting or doing anything yeah um and I kind of hope someone would be like do this it'll help right take this magical pill it's free and you can get it anywhere um I think there's something to be I mean it's a very it's a really tricky line that we walk like and we've talked about it before where it's like how much do you share how much do you keep to yourself? Like, if you don't ever share anything personal, do you then just seem like a stuffy corporation that, you know, doesn't, you know, isn't, maybe isn't making what you're making or maybe isn't yeah. owned by you or maybe... And you can't form a connection with Right, there's that. no connection. They don't have a connection to you. They don't feel, like, invested in you. But then how, where do you draw the line at, like, what you're sharing and how much you're sharing? Because, I mean, I will say... There, I've I've unfollowed some people where I'm just like, okay, so this is gonna be all about your baby now. I knew you were so gonna say that. Gonna, I I followed you because yeah. you make cool whatever, and like, guess what? Now I'm not. Now I'm unfollowing you because that's what stories are for. Put your baby in your stories. Um, I, if I'm friends with the person, I don't care if they post pictures of their baby. In yeah. fact, I usually want to see yeah. that. Um. But if I don't know you, I have a hard time looking at pictures of your baby I, all the time. My opinion so is I don't that, know. but we're weird. Like we're we oh, shouldn't. Right. I mean, we're just we're saying things about don't babies stop specifically. Posting pictures of your baby because two women who don't like babies are but, complaining about but, it. But to play devil's advocate here, do stop posting pictures of your baby because no, if you I have that, no, it, listen. Okay. If you have a bit, if you okay. So here's here's the people that can post about their baby. Uh, Bergen from Lillibarn because guess what she makes fucking baby clothes oh sure sure sure. she should post about her babies constantly and never stop and I follow her and I don't I don't have the feeling that like I'm watching her post pictures about her babies I'm it it her whole brand is being a mom and having these and having these kids and here's what these cute fun clothes are that they can wear and like that's what I'm selling and it's part of her business if you make like ceramics and then every third picture is a picture of your baby in a bouncy chair 
get a personal account. It's really fucking easy to have a personal account and you're allowed to talk about your personal account. You're allowed to be like, see more baby pictures here and post your, and then all those people that want to see your baby can go follow your personal account. That has no, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that I, I will agree that a lot of people like seeing babies. I think that you're getting the wrong, you're taking the focus away from your what you're actually making and what your business actually is if you're just trying to trick people into following you because there's a baby there like if maybe that works i mean i post about i post pictures of when the store was around i would post pictures about of d yeah every once in a while because she's in the store of d all the time she's literally in the store she's part of the business yeah she's there when you come to the shop and i haven't posted a single picture of the adorable corgi that's in my store and you show up and you're like why is this dog not on your instagram feed yeah then i would be an idiot who's not taking advantage of a marketing strategy sure but the fact is is like now that d is not part of my business i'm not posting about d all the time i think you should have products with well of course and and guess what if i did then yes there would be a reason to post a picture of d because now there's a product that i sell yeah what i'm saying is like if if you're if you're posting personal things that are so far Uh, removed from what you actually do then what then why are you telling us about that and guess what you're going to lose dedicated loyal customers who actually love what you are doing based on you being like but look over here at this other thing so like I think what I'm saying is so like for you if you're posting something Mm -hmm. about um, I hurt my back Mm -hmm. and now I'm having to like weld jewelry on my kitchen counter (laughs) that that has something to you're not just saying my back hurts yeah that has literally something to do with your business and how the behind the scenes of your business is operating so you telling that personal thing is has some legitimacy. If you hard, were though? if you were literally like I broke my toe, yeah. who the fuck cares? Yeah. That has nothing to do with anything and now you're just trying to get people to tell you that they hope your toe feels better. It like I wanted to show like hey, I'm I'm one person that makes every single purse of jewel absolutely every piece of jewelry absolutely. and I can't just not make jewelry because yes. I'm injured right. and I like try to make it funny of course because i didn't want pity but it also seemed like a good exam a good time to be like i am this one person right and i think that that's fair no one else but you also have to like i think that's why there has to be some restraint yeah when people are sharing things because it can easily turn into oversharing and then if you're constantly talking about like if the negative shit where you're like, hey, this happened to me. Oh, I'm sorry. This ha- Oh, money's tight. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. then you're... I, I would never complain about you're money going, on social You're media. falling into the yeah. area of like, well, now you're just asking everyone to give you something back. Like, yeah. now, now you're sharing for a selfish reason instead of a, like, I'm sharing because I want you all to know this and this and this about me and about my business mm-hmm. and, and what, you're, what you're paying for when you buy something from me and what you're getting yourself into by following my story. Like, there has to be some thought there when like you're about to post something like what you were saying about money like there has you have to remind yourself like okay if I'm on the other side of this how how would that make me feel as a customer if I'm someone that doesn't know me and isn't my friend and just has bought three pieces of jewelry from me and came to a show I was at 
are they going to be like, oh my God, stop fucking talking about your money problems? Like, yeah. is that going to make them feel uncomfortable or guilty or weird or mm. sad for you? Or is it going to, worse off, make you feel like you don't know what you're doing? Sure. Like, that's a really, that's a thing that you have to be careful of because now what if, what if somebody now thinks like, oh, I thought they had their shit together. It seems like they totally don't. On the flip side, um, when we all, we all do this, I think, um, pretend that everything's great. We talk about how yes. busy we are, how we can't keep up, how we our have sale all is going really well. Look at all of these orders I have going out the yes. door. There are other people who that's not happening to. Yes. Who now feel unreasonably bad about themselves yep. and their business yep. because the rest of us are faking it. Are they faking it? And now, well, I mean, sometimes I do. I mean, like, I will say that I, I am literally always the person who, when I see the people with their bags and bags of shipping envelopes that they're yeah. taking to the post office, yeah. I, I feel like I'm, I should just give up. Okay. Like I because li- I've I definitely I, see other people's posts like that, and I think, oh, that's a lot of that's more orders than I've literally I'm never. Out. I've never had. I mean, it's been ten years since I've had that. But since you I've have had bags and bags. Yeah. Yeah. Ten years ago, yeah. before the recession hit, and everybody was a terrible person on the internet. Like, yeah. But that was that's that's long gone for my business, and I like the idea that people just like post, and then I see it at very like a very shallow level where I literally see on a Tuesday they post like hey we're just gonna randomly do a sale it's fun it's, everything's 10% off I don't off. think anyone should ever do that and then literally the next day they're like thanks for all the orders and they have a hundred puffy yeah. envelopes <laughs> in a bag and yeah. I'm thinking oh I'm a I am a major failure and I should st- I should literally stop doing what I'm doing like that's my immediate thought is like well I'm doing something terribly wrong and why am I even bothering because if this person can just like wake up and decide to have a sale and then get 40 online orders, I haven't had 40 online orders in the last six months. Who's to say that online ordering has to be the biggest part of your business? Well, though. of course it doesn't. And uh, and obviously it's not the biggest part of my I mean, business. My husband immediately goes, oh, I'm sorry. Is that person with the 40 online orders that they're taking to the post office running a major yeah. Chicago craft show? And I'm like, no, that's not the same. So like, isn't you can't the biggest comp- part of your business now show of hands? I mean, it's very much, it's definitely becoming that. So... And he's, and then Josh always points out, he's like, don't you think that people look at your feed and go, oh my God, she's running a craft show mm-hmm. and she had a store yeah. and she does this and she has another job and blah, blah. How is she doing it all? And he's like, did any of them realize that you're like really struggling to do it all? Like, does, is that, you know, and I, and, and then I'm, I think, is that my responsibility to like show that I'm struggling? Is it my responsibility no. yeah. to like be quote unquote honest with people? But, and it's like, no, of course not. Like most people don't, I'm not here to be a martyr for everyone else to feel good about themselves. And neither is anybody else. Like, I don't think that the people that are posting those bags of orders going out should stop doing that. No, you should post your accomplishments. I'm extremely jealous of that. I'm extreme. I'm like, how do I revamp my business to make myself get to that point for myself? 
So it's like, it's it's all how you how you take it on yourself and how you like if can can you can you be personal and not take everything on as it's ripping you apart personally like can you can you say like okay I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to be vulnerable even if it's in a teeny tiny little way for marketing purposes sure and then also not be torn apart when something hurts your feelings because guess what? You run a business. Yeah. When you like, get rejected how do you, from something that right. you applied to. Or, right. Like, or, you, or a store doesn't want your work. Or yeah. a customer gets your item and wants to return it. Like, how do you not let that spiral you out of control? Oh, yeah. And, and go, okay, well, I'm not doing the same anymore. Like, um, when I see that I have a new customer message from my thing. You get nervous? I I do. I get nervous every single time. I get nervous when I see a Facebook comment come up on when it's show of hands. I always think it's like an order is lost or something. Or it's broken or they got the wrong thing. And it's not. And it's never that. Yeah. It's occasionally that. Right. Most of the time it's like, I love my necklace. It's like, (laughs) you know, how... It's the, I get the same email for uh, wholesale yeah. requests. So oh, right. sometimes it's a it's really a good cl- thing. Yes, it's like an amazing thing. Um, but I get nervous still, even though it's yeah. something that is usually positive. Right. Well, and also like, is can can we all can we all distance ourselves a little bit from those negative things? Like, can we all? be like okay this one if once if one out of every 10 messages that comes in mm. is a negative thing and most of the time those negative things are super fixable yeah and it's like oh that was that was this or you want to replace this or that got damaged in shipping or like let's take care of that like it's n- almost never some insurmountable problem sure but even when so like can we remember that like that's part of running a business like there are going to be people who are critical of you yeah. there are going to be people who are straight up assholes to your face there are going to be people who don't read your policies and don't understand your terms and don't care about your terms and you will have a negative experience with them but like you should literally take care of it and then walk away yeah like yeah. it's really hard to do it's really easy to say that you should do that and it's really hard to actually do it like I am very guilty of it on lots of levels where like you look at it from a like I'm a business owner like how you know if I am looking at this completely like a robot how, how do I feel? And then am I looking at it as a person that has feelings and wants people to be happy with me and like continue to support me and not think ill will up towards me and like want my company to fail? Like, of course, like we're human beings yeah. and like we created the thing that we're selling. We're not just paid employees. Like if you had an employee, that's why people get employees is because you can then have someone that's literally a step detached yeah. from caring. Oh yeah, like um, Steve packs and ships things oh, yeah. a million times faster yeah, than I do. because he's like, do your job, end of story, get yeah. it out. And you're like, oh, this should be this way, and what mm-hmm. if, oh, does this look right? And should the should I order different pouches? Should my, this <laughs> yeah. box be bigger? I'm going to order Should this. I change yeah. my branding color? <laughs> Is this clear enough? Does this, 
does this care card make sense? I'm going to read it again. Yeah. Like the stuff that you question, like I do that constantly with like my packaging and then like I'll even get down to like being an asshole about like, should I change up my shipping labels? Does it, do they not, do they not look fancy enough? Should they, should I get a Dymo printer? Should I invest in that? Like you I should start, get one. I know everybody that I've talked to is like, they get a printer. super on sale a couple times of a year yeah I should just get on like a mailing list for something um, there's alright I'm gonna feel real weird if I get it wrong but there's a website I think it's called like camel 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 are you kidding <laughs> camel 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 maybe it's just two camels wait like camel the, na- the animal <laughs> yeah um, that Steve told me about <laughs> Um, where you can like say I'm watching this thing. I, I hope that it's called Camel Camel Camel. I think it is. Oh my god. Because it came up. Yeah, Camel Camel oh, Camel dot com. Oh my god, that's amazing. Um, and it's a Amazon price tracker, so you can put in like oh an item, uh, and then it'll and send you a notice you when, when it's on sale. Drops. Oh, I'm gonna do that today. So that's what I did when I got my Dymo nice. printer. I think I got it for like 150 or something. Perfect. Yeah. Like the ones I've off. seen, like, yeah, when I've looked it up and it's like full price, they're usually like 275 or two or 300. Yeah. Um, also, you'll notice a lot of shitty reviews for it. Ignore them. Um, yeah. That's people that don't know I've, how to use computers. Right. Like, that's what I really tell myself. Yes. I have had a couple of annoying um, issues with it, like not printing, but we found the solution and it's the best thing ever. Unplug it. <laughs> unplug it and, and plug, plug it, back, it in. back in. So like, I think like it, IT crowd, I could be wrong. Try turning it on and uh, trying to turn but it, it off does and back actually on again. Work. I think it like dumps um, data that it's, yeah something happens. Well, no, it's like with all kinds of devices where it's but just it like... But it does actually work. Just yes. unplug the dumb thing, plug, it, plug back it back in, in and it's it fine. works perfectly. Yeah. Like, if you're printing a shit ton of labels, every now and then it just needs to be unplugged. Awesome. And then it's Now perfect. I want one. Now I want to get one. I love it. Okay, we got off on a tangent about shipping Sorry. labels. But you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, you, you can't help but like nitpick and worry and like I do it with show of hands where like every time you know applications come in and I'm just like okay what like what is this person gonna think and what is this person gonna think and then what are shoppers gonna think and like I have to I have to think about like hundreds if not thousands of people's opinions of something all of which are never going to be the same yeah and then I have to make like executive decisions about like well nope this is what I'm deciding and like if you all don't like it then I guess don't come to my show again like I don't like there's only like if I choose a yeah 150 people are going to be really happy and 150 people are going to be really pissed off and if I choose B those people are going to switch places so like who who do I make happy oh well me yeah (laughs) and it's the same with everybody's business like it's, it's running a business and like yes there are people that are affected you have customers or you have employees or you have social media followers but like at the end of the day people are coming to you because you they want what you're selling they want what you have and what you're doing and what your personality is putting out there and what your story is like and if they don't like it anymore then they can go away. Sure. You shouldn't go, wait, hey, one person that's mad, come back. 
Yeah. I'll don't worry, I'll change everything I'm doing because then guess what? You just alienated all of the people that love what you're doing and are totally into it and don't give you any problems and don't get bitchy about your shipping policies or your turnaround time. Yeah, like, I think it takes a while to get to the point where that does happen and your first thought is, I just I just want to get rid of this customer. I don't need this customer. Right, right. My, like, I don't need the crazy. I will give this person yeah. a refund and they can be someone else's customer. Absolutely. Because I don't want them. Yep. It's fine. Yeah, and it's hard to do that, especially when you're new or little or yeah. struggling. Like, it's hard not to remember, like, you don't, like, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. Like, and they're not going to be yours. Like, you, like some, some businesses aren't right. Like, you don't solicit every single, like, you're not a customer of every company in the world. Right. So, like, guess what? There are, there are certain customers that are going to be right for your business and vice versa. And, like, you have to just remember that, like, you're not going to make all the people happy all the time. Like, it's not, that's impossible. It's impossible in your personal life. It's impossible mm. in your business life. And, like, it can be really hard because you don't want you don't want to have the one person you make upset turn into 10 people you made upset turn mm -hmm. into 100 people you made upset like y you you will immediately start to extrapolate that in your mind as like oh if this one person thinks this maybe thousands of people nope it's not that's not true that's just not true like that one person is being an sometimes asshole sometimes my brain does do that oh right for sure like it can't you can't help but do it because you're as a business owner you're trained to think of the hypotheticals you're trained your brain is set to like you're thinking of products like you have to when you're designing a product you have to think okay what what can I make that will be the appealing to the most people that's how we develop products and services you think mm -hmm. well what will the most people want what will the most people pay for what will the most people like and dislike and so you do it, you're the same when people complain about shit. Like, you immediately are like, oh my God, what, like, I have to decide what my rules are and what my policies are and what I will say yes to and what, you know, what, how much a customer will do to me before I'm like, fuck off. Mm -hmm. And like, it's hard to do that because you want to make sure that everybody, you want to make everybody happy. You want, yes. I, the ideal situation is like, everybody loves your product. Everybody wants to pay the price you're asking. Everybody wants to follow your terms and read them clearly. Everybody, no one wants to ever return or exchange anything, but that's not right. ever going to happen ever. And I, now I'm thinking, at first I was thinking the customer service stuff and um, like, applying to sell at stores or be in events are like yeah. different kinds of rejection but yeah. now I'm thinking it's exactly the same because if I sell something and someone emails and like yeah it's not really what I wanted can I return it right. I have to treat them very nicely like yes, yes absolutely of course you can I give Here's them a this. shipping label yep. so that they don't like feel like they had they were punished for right. wanting to return it right um, and say thank you and like you yeah know, refund them the second I get it let me know like, if I can do anything else I for make you. it a nice process because now maybe they'll they'll see something else they want of later course. and they don't have to worry about being stuck with it right that's the same for like if you apply for something and you don't get it why like why would you send a rude email <laughs> like now you're it's a good question now you're never going to get it 
this thing that you wanted. Well, you either say nothing, and even if you, even if you're not, even if it's not okay, I wrote, I sent a message that was like, I, I'm pissed, mm-hmm. and you like. Certainly, you shouldn't assume that that immediately eliminates you from future consideration, but it sure the fuck can't help. No. Like, I mean, there's I would, no possible yeah. way that it could help. Like, I think that people feel a, feel a bit... I think it's a defense mechanism. I think it's a... I guess so. Like, at, on the one hand, I want to say that it's people who are entitled, but I don't think it's that. I think it's people that have low confidence like they have they they're being overly i know and i i i genuinely believe with regard specifically to being a person who has rejected people from selling their stuff at my store Mm -hmm. and has rejected many a person from show of hands like every time someone sends me a message or says something to me that is not a positive like hey, I understand that I didn't get into the show. Like, I certainly get those. I mm-hmm. certainly get the ones that are like, I understand that I didn't get into the show. I'm I'm disappointed. I, I hate Ugh. the word disappointed. Don't use the word disappointed. No. Tip, hot tip. Hey, can um, you have your email filter out? Any anything that has the word disappointed, disappointed in it? it? For sure. Oh, um, I kind of want to do that. But I understand what they're trying to say. They're yeah. trying to say that they were looking forward to being... They're trying to say positive things about the show, right? Like, if it's about show of hands, I understand that people are like, oh, I'm sad that I didn't get in. I'm disappointed that I didn't get in. Yeah. Of course, that's fine. I'm not... Like, as much as I... You can be disappointed. You can be disappointed, absolutely. Now, telling me that you're disappointed seems to be a bait and switch. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, that feels very much like you are trying... You are trying to make me feel bad. Yes. Period. Yes. There is no other outcome that you want other than to make the person that rejected you feel bad. So, you've now put me in a position where even if I don't feel bad, which I guarantee you I don't... Uh Um, because I'm running a business and I have 160 other people that are also disappointed and want to make me feel bad. And if I take that on, I will go insane. So if you're trying to make me feel bad and I don't feel bad, now I'm looking at you as a person who is trying to make me feel bad, which is going to make me feel like you're probably also a person that tries to make other people feel bad. I assume so. I assume that you're a person who runs your business like a person who wants to make people feel bad. And I don't have room for that. I don't have time for that. My shoppers, the shoppers that come to the show don't have time for that. It seems to me like if you in future have a bad experience with a customer the way that you're having a bad experience with me seems like you will treat that customer oh yeah shittily yeah the way you're treating me shittily yeah. it seems like if you're if you are this unprofessional with regard to a simple craft show you didn't get into then you are going to be that unprofessional with a shopper yeah, it's- and now you've validated me not letting you into the show absolutely you've actually yeah. reassured yeah. me yeah, that i made the right feel- choice I feel Less, great. Yeah. I feel like I feel you fabulous. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the right thing. I chose a person that is not ready for this show. They're yeah. not ready to be in front of customers. They're not ready to take on store accounts. They're not ready to be in other shows. Because if you can't take 
the simple rejection of not being let into a show where hundreds of other people also got mm. rejected and you feel somehow slighted. You feel like you are better than all of those hundreds of other people that didn't get in. Enough that you want to tell me about it. I don't know what the response is supposed to be. Right. I joke always that apparently the response is supposed to be, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, Please yeah. forgive me. I was wrong. You're now in the show and also your booth is free. Yeah. Like th- yeah. I really think that somewhere in the back of these crazy people's yeah. mind is that is what they want to happen. They yeah. want me. There have been people who have flat out told me that I'm wrong and yeah. that I'm bad at yeah, choosing yeah. people, which when you tell me that I'm bad at choosing people, I say to you, you just told 118 people that were in my last show that they're garbage and yeah. that you're great and yeah. that you're better than them. You've told you've told that, the though. 900 people yeah. that have been in show of hands yeah. that they are all terrible and that you're great because Emily does a terrible job of choosing who's in the show. When you know that's not true because you're the one that applied to it. You applied why did you apply to a show yeah, that's the, so terrible at picking right. people? But you didn't think that before. You thought that after. Yeah. You thought that you took that on afterwards, which is the same as dealing with customers where like if you don't treat that person that wants to return something with respect, mm-hmm. You, because you don't know why they're returning it. They could be a complete asshole that broke it on purpose and now wants to return it, and they're being terrible and manipulative to you. Or they could be a person that honestly just changed their mind, I've and they have every intention of buying something from you later. Something like an emergency happened, yes. and they just they didn't have, like they had just ordered it maybe one or two weeks ago, yeah. and they needed that money. They didn't yeah. wear it. They needed to return it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's... And if you treat you know? that person... If you if you make assumptions about that person... Yeah. And treat them... If you treat them negatively instead of positively... Th- like, that's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Like, you, you should I assume... I think you can still keep the customer... Of if course. If you deal with the return... Of course. And you also right need to way. remember that you deal. You need to deal with things the same way every time. Also you the need way to deal you want to be treated. Exactly. Like, isn't that, that like is exactly right. little kid basics? That is exactly right. Come on. Like if you can't flip the scenario around in your own brain and yeah. go, because you're not a person that doesn't buy things. You buy things. You buy things online. You buy things at shows. You're a person that buys things. Mm-hmm. And when you have had, you have had an instance where you've had to return something or you've had to oh exchange something or you just didn't want it when it showed up or you ran out of money and you overspent and you made a mistake and you're yeah embarrassed whatever it is like you've done those things yourself yeah so when you're on the opposite end of that how how did you want to be treated when that happened mm-hmm. did you want to be met with respect and here here's how what we can do for you and you be reasonable both ways like tr- remember that you're trying to you're trying to get something you're yeah. trying like remember well, be selfish about it that all the time though, like too because i get emails where people are already like defensive yes when they're asking That's for exactly me right. to give them do a favor yes um i think it's because they're used to um yes. trying to get what they want from these big companies right. and they have and they to get assume mad. they're gonna That's get exactly. told no and we all know that's true like i've i mean i had a serious issue with at&t 
shocker of all shockers, Mm -hmm. um, a couple months ago where like I tried so hard to just be nice and like get, get someone on customer service that I could talk to. And like, I tried really hard to be like, here's all the information that I have. Here's my, here's the records that I've kept. Here's everything that you need to know for this issue to be resolved. I need this money to be put back on my account. This was charged in error, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And at every turn I was being met with like, well, no, that we can't do that. Nope. That's our policy. And then I was like, cool. Well, I'm going to be, I'm going to start getting mad now. I had to threaten to cancel my account. I had Mm -hmm. to threaten to cancel my husband's account. I said, I'm going to, I, I will seek to get this money back in a different Mm -hmm. way. If that's how it has to happen. I had to ask for a supervisor. I had to get so angry. And then at the end, it was just a matter of talking to the right person. And then they were like, Oh, this should be no problem. And they reversed the charge. Yeah. And so like, like I had to get angry. I had to threaten them. I had to get mad. And so then guess what that teaches you? That teaches you that if you just start with threats, sure. You'll get what you want. Right. And it's just weird to me though, that as a consumer, you don't know the difference between trying to get your money back from Amazon and trying to get your money back from the person who literally made it and is doing all of it. Yeah. It's terrible. It speaks to me like I'm a person. Right. And when I get those emails, I've, found the most satisfying thing is just to be so overly nice. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. of course, yep. here, let me help you. Yeah. Da, da, da. And then there, you always get that response email like, oh my God, thank oh, you. I was I a did. dick. Now they're yeah, super they suddenly nice realize. Back. Yep. And I probably made them feel bad for sending that well, first email. And <laughs> it, the hope there is that hopefully you gave them a good experience that makes them in future yeah. not jump to that negativity with another yeah. small business sure. owner, I would which would be great. Never so like, be rude to a that's, customer. That's what I feel like when I, when I think about like business owners and all of us maker owners that are small and individual, like that's why I always think that's why I get so frustrated with with businesses who aren't who aren't doing what they should be doing. Like when you're not running your things professionally, like when you don't have a professional website that clearly states your policies, that shows mm-hmm. what you're selling and how much it costs and what your turnaround is. Like you you're making it harder for the rest of us. You're in a category with all of us and if you don't step it up, and if you just let things slide and if you treat customers badly, you're making it harder on us because, and that's exactly the feeling about show of hands. It's part of why show of hands is so heavily curated because I want the shoppers that come to that to have the same expectations of mm. all of the vendors instead of coming in and being like, oh, well, I bought a, I I did like a custom order with one of those people from that show and it was a terrible experience. And, I, and that, that reflects on all of us. It yeah. reflects on show of hands. It reflects on, it's like, it's like buying a shitty product at a store. If you buy um, like a badly made necklace at a store that you normally love everything in there and you get it home and that necklace breaks, you start to have feelings about what if the other thing I buy from that store is going to break. Mm-hmm. Like it makes no sense. There's no logic or reasoning to think that the person that made this is the same has anything to do with this person over here but like you bought it at the same place and the person that owns the store she i trust her to pick out the right things and give me good quality stuff and now i don't trust her anymore because of that person like you have to remember that like you're bigger your your effect on the maker community is bigger than just you and your sales and like if you're 
if you're helping everybody by being more professional, you're helping yourself, you're helping your own business and your own reputation. And then you're also like helping the economy as a whole. And like, that's only going to come back to you. It's only going to turn around and come back to you tenfold because you you've helped create this world where people are more likely to buy from independent business owners instead of less likely to buy from us. Because if people continue to have bad experiences with like random Etsy shop owners who like don't have store policies and don't know what they're doing, they start to lump all of us together. Oh, that's why I really need to close my Etsy store. It's also making me think how tricky it is when you are selling at like a street fair that also has right music and beer and, and well, other just like makers other yeah. non-maker yeah. booths yeah um like consumers are already very confused about how handmade businesses yes, work absolutely and what it means to be like what that means like yeah. what that is and like what's handmade and what's not handmade and what and does it matter if it's handmade and mm-hmm. what like how they're you know small businesses and independent businesses like don't have to be the person that made the thing and there's lots of levels of there are so many creating your own product i feel like there are definitely some people who used to make things by hand and now they've transitioned to having them made and now there are huge price gaps between their stuff and someone who's still making it all by hand right and what that does to consumers they don't Right. They, how how can they know the difference? And that I mean, do that's, they have to care? I think that's a big part that goes back to what we were talking about before about like the the purpose behind like getting a little personal, yeah. like the purpose behind well, we've talked about, telling your story yeah, you and like having you as a person be part of the brand is like if if there's something unique and special about what you are doing you have to make sure that you're telling people what that is. Like in my case, I'm not hand printing my cards. Sure. There are some there are some products that sometimes I print and when I do, I'm like I printed this. Here's process shots. Here be clear that I printed this. I really need to get a tripod to do yeah, more sure. of that. I've but been then, saying that for a full year now, I think. Yes, you need maybe I'll just maybe that's your birthday present. <laughs> a five dollar tripod. A five dollar tripod. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but like, I think that that's like my my thing that makes me unique is that like I'm doing hand lettering and I'm doing the typography myself. So I like when I need to be more clear that like, look, I drew this and like here's me. Here's a video of me drawing it. Yes. Here's a here's a process shot of like how this design got put together and like what maybe even sketches. Oh yeah. That's Maybe a good even thing we have the microphones. It. Well, I mean, that's still going to come up on the. You think so? Oh, for sure. Sorry for sure. about the. I mean, he's he was just born yesterday. Teeny, tiny. <laughs> he's very tiny. Screaming. Um, hey, at least it's not me screaming. That's right. The microphone. Yet, we don't. Not yet. But I think that there's like you have to think of what that thing is that makes you. If you're a jewelry designer, what is it that you're doing? that makes you stand out from the other jewelry designers. Like if you're doing something special and unique, like you, you can't assume that customers know what that is. Right. Like you have to shove it down their throats. There's like, I don't know, weird things like, um, 
there are people who are stunned that I made everything that's on the table in front of me. Right. And then there are people who um, think that I like hand carved each stone. Oh and yeah. It's like, do you have any idea how much I'd be selling this for if I did that? Oh, like get get crazy. And there wouldn't be this much stuff on the table. Like you can buy beads. There are people that and think that's that okay. I draw each of the cards that I have, <laughs> and then they're four dollars. Yeah. I'm like. Do you know how printing works? Yeah. Like, have you, do you know how a postcard, like the postcard that you got about the show? Do you think someone drew that? Mm. That's not how postcards work. Yeah. Like a machine, you know about machines, right? Yeah. Like, you know about the industrial age that happened, right? Like, do you know about the phone in your pocket that can like <laughs> literally geolocate you anywhere on the planet? There's a much less complicated machine in my house <laughs> that prints cards. But, like, there is something, there's something, I mean, and that's the thing is, like, the internet has both made information fully accessible and also has kept people from learning anything. True. So, like, there's definitely that element of, like, people, like, customers will both simultaneously know everything or think they know everything about what I'm doing and also know literally nothing. Yeah. Like people will come up and be like, Oh, did you, did you print this? Is this like thermography? And I'm like, you say that word, like, you know what the hell you're talking about, but this could not be farther from thermography. Also thermography, kind of a dead printing method that no one does. And I'm not familiar. But then they're also literally talking to me. Like I don't know everything about printing. Okay. Like they, they say it to you. Like we're all, going to have a conversation about like oh yeah yes thermography like no you don't know what you're talking about just ask me a normal human being question like how are these printed i'm interested to know more what Mm. kind of printing is this but people like to lead with like i know i know i already know and so yeah you'll have you have the wide range of like what you know what is this how is this made like oh you couldn't have possibly made all of this or oh you like oh did you find these gems in the ground like (laughs) no of course not but that's why you have to help them with like signage and cards that have information and like being really friendly and accessible at shows like that's a lot of why people do shows at all Mm. is because they know that there's a certain level of customer experience that they can't achieve online and so, especially, like, the the vendors that we have that make, like, things that have to be sampled, like, bath and body products or edibles oh, sure. yeah. or, th- you know, like, anything that's, like, it's easy for me to sell a car, a greeting card online because it's, like, yeah, it's this paper. You can kind of trust that it's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have to buy one to know that, you know, maybe you'll buy more later because you need to see it in person. But, like, it's literally a flat graphic image that you like or you don't like, and you buy it or you don't buy it. Like, you know what a greeting card is. But then you know that there's got to be stuff beyond that where you have to be like, this is how this was made, and this is the effort that went into it, and that explains why the price is this. Like, people who make high-end, like... When you make ceramics and you're, like, fucking throwing shit oh my God, on know. a wheel and, like, putting it in a kiln and, like, doing amazing finishes to it, like, you you have to show that process. Because if you don't, people are literally going to think that, like, that's a plate that they could buy at Pottery Barn. And that's, like, it's... Ceramics is so complicated, too, because um, I think sometimes... Uh, customers assume that if you used a mold that it's not work and it's like no right. it's still a ton of work right. to even get the mold in the first place right. um, it's, also it's still yeah. that thing of like 
you didn't do it. Right. Like, and that, you're totally not going to do it. It's one of the hardest you're things not you going can to do. do it. And if you tried, even if you took yeah. a bunch of classes and tried to do it, you still wouldn't make it as well as I'm making it because yeah. I've been doing it for a really long time and I have extra, I have talent that you don't possess and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and like the, the funny thing about like people not like, I mean, this also goes into like the taking shit personally thing is like, the people who don't want to admit that they don't know how to do something or don't mm. know how something works. Like I, I have a certain level of, there's certain areas of like business or printing or design that I'm like, Nope, I could go on jeopardy and answer all the questions about all of these things. I could sit down in front of a computer and design a logo in my sleep. Like there's certain things that like I have full confidence in my ability and my knowledge of, and then everything else is like, I don't like you, you'd know better than me. I, like, tell me, I don't understand this firing process. I don't understand. Like what, how are you making 800 candles in like a day? How's that even, <laughs> I don't even know how that works. Like, what are you talking about? Like I would never in a million years be like, don't you just melt wax and like pour it in a jar? I bet they've heard that. Oh, for sure they have. Like, for sure they have. For sure they've had the very thing of like, oh, these are just in mason jars. We can just buy a bunch of mason jars and like make these in our house. And it's like, cool, go do that then. I well, please go, please mm. go make candles. But like, th is the point to show up and like realize all the things you could be making that you're not making? Or is the point to go and support local businesses and like buy cool, amazing things that you don't that you would like to own and have in your life and give to people as presents. Like everybody wants to make things so negative, like so quickly. And it's like, you have to remember that like there, those people are always going to exist and whether they're customers or other makers or other store owners or whatever it is, like you have to just move beyond those people. Mm -hmm. Like you, you can't, you can't wind yourself up about like the three random negative people this month when yeah. there are literally hundreds of positive people. Like it's super easy to focus on like the one person saying no, because they're usually the loudest. Or at least it feels the it loudest. It feels the loudest. And it's the thing that you will go, you won't go to bed at night. It's not in our nature to go to bed at night and be like, oh my God, that person said they really loved my work. Like you you don't sit there and like dwell on mm -hmm. the positive comments someone made. You don't even go, I mean, people go to show of hands and have a great weekend and have great sales and meet amazing customers and get like store new store accounts and like a press opportunity. And you literally will go to drinks after show of hands and you will talk about the one person that said bullshit to your face. I don't know how to stop. No, I don't either. From doing I it. don't either. And if there's a magical pill that someone can make us, I would like to have a bottle of it. I would like to have a fucking warehouse full of it. Because it's just it's the way it is. It's probably illegal. I'm sure it's illegal. It's called it's heroin. It's called heroin. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that the name <laughs> of the episode? <laughs> but it's like, I I don't know. I, 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 as much as we want to say, like, I guess, I guess the real, the takeaway here yeah. is don't worry so much about 
never feeling bad about anything ever again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't think that there's going to be some magical point in your future where nothing will bother you. Oh, absolutely and, not. I mean, like, you and I right. were just texting about a show that we're going to apply to together and how we're nervous about, about getting, getting in. in. And it's a show I've done a couple of times, but I'm nervous because it's not in Chicago and I don't have a relationship with a showrunner. They could be like, she's done it a couple times. She's done. And you're nervous because you've never done it i've never done it i've also never i've only done and one other show it's hard to outside. get into yeah i literally have no idea how i've gotten into and, this okay, show so here let's extrapolate this out into like let's 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 do a little lesson here okay yeah my first thought when when you and i are talking about how we're nervous about getting into this show yes if you back up from us saying that and you like put us on paper like you know how they say people are good on paper yes. or like a boyfriend's good on paper or whatever <laughs> yes. so like you and i which is such an insult it's right? so insulting <laughs> you and i are fucking good on paper we are probably the best on paper that there is like if you literally wrote out a michelle starbuck designs resume and a orange beautiful well, I don't have resume any press. but not but not i'm not saying press i'm okay. saying like i'm saying like if you were if you're a showrunner Oh, and well, you're yeah, like I, we've been doing it for a long time. Right. We've we been haven't doing it quit for, for fucking ever. We haven't quit. We haven't quit. We're yeah. too stupid to quit. Yeah. And we literally we both have full product lines. Yep. We both have we are clear in our pricing. We have show experience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I run my own fucking craft show. Mm-hmm. Like if you literally wrote it down and were like, okay, what do you need? Like, what do you need to be like, quote unquote, guaranteed a spot in There's, a show? No, I don't think what? there is. Even yeah. if you, if you, if you're, if you have little experience and not a whole lot of products and haven't been doing it for very long, you might be quick to say, oh, well, I haven't been doing it very long and I don't, ha- I only have 10 products and I'm, I kind of don't know what I'm doing and I don't have a whole lot of experience and I'm really nervous and blah, blah, blah. No one knows who I am and I only have 400 Instagram followers. Guess what? The, us two assholes mm-hmm. have the opposite of all yeah. of what I just said and we're also nervous. Yeah. And we are also not guaranteed a spot in any I, show. Yeah, I mean... I was going to say, I don't ever assume that I'm getting a spot in a show. In anything. Um, and also, like, when we get, like, I've been rejected from shows. I've been rejected from shows as recently as a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, the only reason I haven't been rejected from shows more recently is because I haven't applied to them. Right. Well, And so, and when yeah. I get rejected from those shows... My first thought is never, it has, has never, and I can't imagine it ever being, oh my God, are you serious? I can't believe they didn't let me in. Never, never. I can't right. even imagine a world where I'm like, oh, well, this is bullshit. Like, of course I didn't get in. Like, they obviously don't know what they're doing. I would just be like, well, well, I just didn't, like, I just didn't make the cut. I just, for whatever reason. That, or, like, didn't they've the decided cut. that show's not for me. They've decided that I'm not going to do well. They're the ones choosing. They're the ones that know their shoppers. They know what other vendors are in the show. I don't know who else they picked. Maybe they picked 25 other card vendors that yeah. all have cards that have hip-hop lyrics on it i have no idea and yeah. guess what it's none of my business you can also either choose to be like yeah you know what they're right that i don't fit in with that show or you can be like no i think i do fit in i'm gonna apply again right which is what i mean i applied or, to dose three times until yeah. i got in on the fourth application right and never did i email 
the showrunners and complain or say anything. I said I nothing. I just once a year, I put in an application yeah. and I hoped for the best. And I got because rejected three times. I think that there's some kind of weird idea. I think because there are shows that exist that are just like you pay the booth fee and you're in and there's no curation. There's a level yeah. of of people being mad that they got rejected for something because they're used to applying to shows that don't reject anyone. Right. Um, but there's also the sense that like the reason you were rejected is because someone decided you weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not the reason. Like I would say 75% of the people that are rejected from show of hands are not because I was like, well these people aren't good enough. Like there's no like that's not that's not a thing that is considered. The things that are considered are who else applied? How many of that same type of vendor yeah. do I already have? Also, How, like, are you a jewelry you designer? Are, right. It's are you a jewelry designer? to get in. And you, like, ha- have a little bit of, like, be able to step away from yourself a little bit mm-hmm. and go, the world is a big place. Right. And there weren't, it's not like, it's not like 150 people applied to a show and 149 got in and you were singled out as the shitty one person that didn't get in. That's not what happened. Um, I always liken it to a job interview that like if a company is hiring 40 people and there are 40 positions available for new employees and they have open applications, you can send in your resume, they call you in to have an interview with the owner, like if 175 people apply for that job, I guarantee you most of those people are fully qualified, are very talented, are extremely hard workers, are perfect for the job. But literal numbers won't allow all of you to be accepted. Only 40 of those 175 people can get the job. They're not going to suddenly open up X number more spaces just because you were that amazing. Sure. I just wrote it's called heroin in the in the notes of my phone. Now let's write the description because I'm leaving tomorrow. Michelle is leaving to tomorrow. Um, yeah, I have we to can, get up at three in the morning. We actually should probably wrap this up anyway yeah. because we you're gonna die soon, and then I might die. We yeah we have we have work to do. I'm gonna go to Walgreens and buy all of all the, of the medications. Yeah, <laughs> I got a recommendation from Steve's mom for something, of course, because I should be, you know, talking to people much older than me to find out what they <laughs> use for their pain hey, management. Hey, listen up, elderly people. Yeah, what do I do about my bad back? Also, like. I know most people don't want like solicited advice when they complain about things. I do. If you know how to deal with <laughs> a potential herniated disc, <laughs> how to diagnose a herniated disc, please, <laughs> without going to the doctor because I can't do that because apparently I'm not running my business properly. <laughs> um, let's ju- let's have the um, the what we've learned from this episode is that. Um, no one knows what they're doing, including us. Yeah. We're all, we're oh, all for sure. completely clueless. <laughs> um, yeah, we want to try to start doing this, like, lessons learned or next steps. Like, if I were to have a meeting, I, I would end it with next steps. That's, right. That's what yeah. you do. What are we doing at, at the, yeah, after this meeting? I, I think I have some goals that I've figured out since this 
incident on Monday. I did I not talk about what happened? No, and enough? you don't need to. My Michelle hurt my her back. back is completely fucked, and Michelle's it happened on Monday. So Today's Thursday. It is not, not better. better. If I were a wealthy person, I probably would have just called an ambulance, and and they would have hooked you up to something. I w- would you not have, some have sweet had medicine. Steve try and pull me up as fast as possible, oh. which was my solution. That was your solution. I had to pee. <laughs> I was stuck on the ground. I couldn't get up, and I had to pee. <laughs> it didn't go well. Isn't that a thing when, like, somebody's injured on the ground, and then people are like, don't touch them. Like, don't move them. Yeah. Right? Or, like, but he was like, get jerk stabbed, her up as fast as possible. Don't pull the knife well, out. Well, because slowly just hurt too bad. Oh, my God. So um, you're like, jerk up really fast. Anyhow, I probably great. need, like... I don't know, surgery or something, but I can't because I have the world's worst health insurance. So I need to change that. Yes. Like, it's August now. We can switch our insurance in November. Yes. I need to figure out how to make my business work so that I can afford better health insurance. I think, I think my big takeaway from this is like that, that there are, I think, and we said it maybe before we started recording, that when it comes to the personal aspects of your business mm-hmm. on the one hand I think all of us need to be taking things more personally yes. when with regard to taking care of yourself yes. treating yourself right both physically and mentally mm-hmm. taking care of your family taking care of your home doing all of the things that you think can be pushed to the side and done later, you need to realize that those are all things that are investments in your business. Like, even though it seems completely unrelated. And maybe you've only been doing this for a few years, and so right. they're really easy to push aside. Exactly. But know As that... People who yes. have been doing this for over right. a decade... Yes. Know that it can get it away from you. It will catch up <laughs> with you, for sure. And so I think that there's something to be said for, like, on the one hand go way farther with how personally you take things. Yes. Know that your that how you personally feel as an individual human being mm-hmm. will affect the success of your business. Yes, guarantee a personal connection Guaranteed. with your customers. Right. And like if you're if you're unhealthy, if you are injured, if you aren't relaxed and calm, all of those things are going to seep out into how you run your business and how your customers perceive you and what you're able to share with customers and how you know, it's going to affect everything. Mm-hmm. So you have to start with the thing you know, it's like what does RuPaul say? If you oh, can't love yourself, how are you gonna love anybody else? Is that is that her quote? Yeah, it's like at the end of every episode of oh, Drag Race. I haven't watched it. I mean, I um, don't really watch anything oh my God, that I haven't right. watched a million times. But then times. I, think, I think on the flip side of that, we need to take things way less personally with things regard like projection. to how, how, you, how you receive things, how mm-hmm. you receive rejection, how mm-hmm. you receive criticism, sure. how you receive... Um, influx in sales or a lowering in sales or doing well at a store or not doing well at a store or like someone's comment to you at a show or what like when you need you need to let certain things roll off your back yeah and ironically 
letting things go is going to help the other thing we just talked about. I think so. Because, yeah, like, I think if right. you you have to remember that there are certain things that you should take on. There are certain, like the, the, the health and well-being of you and your family, the state of your home and how that makes you feel, your ability to like go on vacation and treat yourself to nice things that you deserve, that you've worked hard for. Mm -hmm. Like those are things that you, you can't take for granted. And you have to remember that like, I don't, I don't know. Like there's, there's something to be said for like when you let stuff, when you don't absorb things that don't matter, like it's yeah. not to say that your customer's feedback doesn't matter, but like the, the distinguishing it between it the doesn't. things that do matter, right. like, oh yeah, they're right. right. And no, this person and, and also totally off. if one person, it's also the kind of like playing the odds. Like if one person is like bitching about your shipping turnaround, mm -hmm take it with a grain of salt and move on from yeah. that. If 25 people in a month have yeah. all made some comment about your turnaround time, yeah. you need to reevaluate. Yeah. You need to step back and reevaluate yeah. your terms and then move forward with new information and move forward and not be like, no, I'm like this. Yeah, like, yeah. don't be a stubborn asshole yeah. about it. Like, hear, hear your customers, but to a point. Yeah. Like, hear what they're saying and then, like, apply it to what you're already doing. Don't yeah. just throw everything into upheaval and change your ways and don't ignore it completely. You have to consider things and like know that you shouldn't take it on as if your husband said it to mm -hmm. you. You should take it on as if some random person that you've never met said it. Which is what Which happened. is exactly what's happening. I also um, I find that if I respond to those things immediately it's so much better. Yes. And I do the like killing them with kindness also, thing and yes. then I'm done. The kill the, yes. The kill them with kindness is a really good tip. And also be, be as dry and succinct as possible. Oh, sure. Sure. Like yeah. if someone don't let them know they got meet, to you. Right. Don't meet their level of crazy. Yeah. If somebody writes a big, long cuckoo, no punctuation, all one paragraph doesn't <laughs> sign their all name, capitals. all capital letter email to you. <laughs> Take out the tidbits of that that need to be applied yeah. and then respond with try to keep as much to the wording of your own website policies as possible. Mm -hmm. So like if you already and, and have re read it and edit stuff yes, out, read it a million times, make sure it sounds like because I, I will reread things and like I will take out like a really or a very oh, or a just or a just take or just a, out. Right? Just take it out <laughs> because you need you need to just <laughs> relay information. Yeah. Just. Just. <laughs> like, only relay information. Don't don't get into the... Because if you match their emotion and they're crazy, mm -hmm. they're going to feel justified in having gotten crazy in the first place. Yeah. And it's only going to spiral from there. I will say that every single time I I do it the way we've been describing it, I've resolved... It's immediately... Yes. Absolutely. It's immediately resolved. I, I don't think I've had any instance yes. where things devolved Because people will either just let it go and not reply to you at all, mm -hmm. and then you're just kind of like, cool, I guess they're gone. Yeah. Or they will... No one will... P.S. No one will ever be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for the tone of my initial email. That will never happen. You will never have no, that happen in your entire that, life. No, I haven't that, but you can tell that they you can meant yes. it. You can tell that they will come... If they come say, back... oh my God, thank you so much. Right. Like, you can tell that they've been I didn't know I didn't have to corrected. be a bitch first. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Never never meet a customer's 
disappointment. Even if yeah. you in your head are like, oh my God, fuck this person. I can't believe how completely rude and terrible they are and they got all this information wrong and yada, yada, yada. Never, never respond with that back. Never respond the way that you would like, like in your head. Like don't, don't go there because it will end badly. <laughs> And it will only make you feel worse. Yeah. You will, it will only fester in your brain. Whereas you could have just been like, that's great. Thank, like, thank you for your email. Always start. That's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Always start the emails with thank you for your email. Yeah. I usually do that. Uh, Thanks for contacting I me. I see that you, that you did. And also put it on them. Always put it on them. If you're like, I see that you were disappointed in this. Like, re, like just re-explain what they've already said to you in your own words and then just be like this is what we can do for you blank thank also, you like, Emily you can ask a friend for help I've had people ask me to read oh, yeah. things read responses I, mean, I have several people that I yeah. text back and forth like you and I do it too where we yeah. like text each other like a customer email and I'll be like you need to talk me down from this ledge because I'm sure. about to go ballistic on this lady and then Michelle can be the one that's like I would just say this to her and then I'm like cool yes you're right it's of someone course. who's like removed it's not personal right you know and it's also like they're not you know even though they've gotten a similar they can also look at it from like they've gotten the same kind of email from someone before and been like oh my god this went badly so yeah always like take a moment and like definitely reread your emails that's a life lesson why are people not rereading their emails the people that send them all the time send me emails after show of hands applications when they get rejected yeah none of them reread those emails i i can't like some of the things people send me are unfucking believable Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my god you did not you just like wrote you wrote this on your phone on the bus you can read it it. on the phone and reread it of course you can of course just you can. Reread it. Reread it. Read it in and your have, head. And just have a little moment of yeah. like, if somebody sent me this, I would want to punch them in the face. Mm-hmm. Send. <laughs> but I, but then again, there are people who want that. Like they want that. They want to send me mm-hmm. the like inflammatory, angry email. And I those I just delete. The ones where somebody's constructively asking me a question, mm-hmm. I respond to those. Sure. The people, even the ones that are like, I'm disappointed. I'm like, I get it. I get where you're coming from. It's totally fine. But yeah, like beyond that, it's like, nope, I'm not, I'm not responding to that. And then I always am just like, yeah, I'll just be like, if it, if ever, if there's another email later, I'll be like, oh, I didn't get that at first email. You should send it again. I bet it's really good. (laughs) Um, so before we finish, we wanted to remind everyone. We want to shout out. Uh, Amber favorites Kickstarter one last time. It's I in the get last the, couple ooh, of it's days. It's gone up since we looked since at it earlier. Talked. Yep. So when's the actual That's last when I'm, date? Um, it needs to. Okay. So here, I remember her saying this. It's Saturday, August twenty fifth, but at four p.m. Okay. So let's say the twenty fourth. Yeah. You don't so want to forget. Do it. yeah. It's not. Just do it now. Like. That's kind of weird because I think yeah. when people hear a date, they think, they think midnight. midnight. Yep. August 24th. Yeah. Get it in. Get it in. Or if you're listening to this, just go check it out now. Like, this is the end of the episode. No, that's true. Go check it it out right now and see. um, So basically. I see a ton of people have done it. What's going on is that a favorite design is moving their letterpress shop from their space on Ravenswood to this new space that's in Albany Park. Yep. 
Um, and basically, because of the way the location is, it's on the first floor. Mm-hmm. She's going to be able it's to like have a, a retail space. area. Yeah. She's going to have community workshops and open space. And then her print shop is all going to be functioning out of there with all her products. So um, the Kickstarter is basically to pay for a lot of the move, a lot of the new equipment, a Moving lot of the new... letterpress equipment is it's incredibly insane. expensive. It's in- completely insane. Um, her studio, if you went to the meetup, you saw how much stuff is in the studio. Yeah. And even just like her two, I think she has two big presses. Mm-hmm. Like moving those takes so much effort. You actually have to hire a person to, or usually a group of people, yeah. to not only physically move it, but a lot of letter presses, they have to be taken apart um, in order to move them because they weigh so much. It's like more intense than moving a piano. And so then they sure. have to be moved to the new location, and not only do they have to be set perfectly level, yeah. they have to be reassembled and recalibrated to that new space so that they now function properly. Yeah. So it's not like moving your inkjet printer no. from point A to point B and then plugging it into a new wall. Yeah. Um, so, and then there's tons of rewards. There's like yep, classes there you can have. stools left. Oh my God. I got a stool. I'm very excited Emily about stool. the stool with I'm my name on it. I'm getting the print for the 33rd ward because I also live in the same ward but as Amber But there's some Am smaller Studio. rewards that are for getting um, some of her letterpress cards. You um, can get one of those coins that she has the oh, right. machine the little to machi- make. Yep. So check. There's a bunch of rewards. You'll kind of feel like you're shopping a little shop it, of like all totally the things like you can shopping. buy. Um, and especially if you're somebody that lives in Chicago, like this is definitely there. Mo- there's a good amount of the rewards that like you get invited to the opening party. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be there, and we will be there, and you'll get to hang out up with us. We probably will record an episode either right before or that, at yeah. that party. I think that would be really fun. Why not? Um, Let's hijack her. <laughs> We should totally. She would love it. This is for us, right? Yeah. We're doing this. This is for us to have a party, and we'll bring some rosé, and it'll be great. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, make sure, like, you you know, you can pledge, like, a really small amount. You can pledge a bigger amount. at five bucks. You can go in with another person and do the thing that's, like, a class thing with, like, six people taking a class. You could, like, pair up with somebody. Take your friends. Like that could be a gift. That'd be a cool birthday for, party. For um, like a holiday gift for oh your family because <gasps> you know, Aww, like if that's so nice. That would be if so you're fun. into like giving experiences. Yes, instead of just gifts. objects. Yep. Yeah, totally. that would be super cool. Um, and yeah, she's over halfway there. Yep. So she's just kind of in the home stretch, and we want to yep. help her get to her goal so that she can make that move and like there's really I mean it's kind of unprecedented like letterpress is you know it's a strong community but it's very small and it would be amazing mm-hmm. for the north side to have a cool like letterpress specific space where people can come and take classes and like have parties and I mean I think that it's you know it's been a dying art a little bit yeah, and the and neighborhood it's cool to see that in needs action. Yeah, cool totally. things. Yeah, I mean, there's some cool things, but it needs it more, needs cool, more things, cool things for sure. It already has lots of good food. We discussed that. It just needs more cool shopping, yes. more fun stuff to do. Yeah. So yeah, it's basically the easiest way to go to find it is to just go to afavoritedesign.com. Yep. And at the very um, all, all over her website, you'll find immediately a link 
to go to the Kickstarter page. You can also go to Kickstarter. I just Kickstarter. went to her Instagram, too. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, so, A Favorite Design. Yeah. Um, if you go to Kickstarter and just type A Favorite Design, it'll also come up as the very first okay. thing on there, too. Yeah. Um, Do it. And check it out and just make sure you get in on time and don't miss out. And hopefully, the next time we record, we'll be saying, She did it. She got it. I assume that we will be, which will make us two for two on our Kickstarter promotion. If you're that doing could a be Kickstarter and you want it to do really well, you should contact us and we will pimp we you really out. We really like promoting people. I know. It's good. I think yeah. it's good. It's it's the whole, like, you know, put, put your money where your mouth is thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you want to live in a world where, like, there's an amazing community letter spa- letterpress space in mm-hmm. your neighborhood, like, well, then you got to throw 25 bucks at it. Yeah. And if you want, you know, like if you want little businesses to keep making the cool stuff that they make and cool events to happen where you get to go and shop and be, buy the coolest holiday gifts there are and be the cool person that like shows everybody up at Christmas. Oh, I love being that person. Right? I yeah. love being that person. Except for like my family all started doing it too. So <gasps> now no one's really showing each other up. We're all doing it. Well, no, it. but that's good. That means you like... Yeah. Affected people and got them I, to be like, I want to buy yeah. stuff from cool people too. I would feel like, it, well, I mentioned it six months ago, I guess. Yeah, that like my family, they'll now just buy Rockford made things. Nice, and I'm buying Chicago made things. Yeah, I think that's fun. great. Awesome. Okay, well, we're gonna get yeah, out of here because done. we've been sitting in the middle of this restaurant. We full have of people. not been kicked out yet. We've not been kicked out. We've gotten some weird looks, but other than that, we're we're doing fine. Um, <laughs> we're like famous at Alps, though. We are famous at Alps. Yeah. Um, so if you guys have any topic ideas, as always, yeah. or if you would like to be on the podcast, or if you have a project like what Amber was mm-hmm. working on that you want to pimp out, or you want to come and like brainstorm a topic. If we you're really like, want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. If let's you're throw like that rebranding, out there now. or you're thinking about changing your prices, or you want to launch a new product line, or you want to start a business, yes. or you want to change something. And you want to like hash it out and just talk it through. brainstorm it, um, but record the brainstorming Because you'll process. also, not only will you have our brainstorming, yeah. but then you'll also have our listeners can weigh in on the Facebook group sure. and kind of give you their ideas too. Yeah. We like doing that. So yeah, pancaketownpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can always send us a DM on our Instagram. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about besides what pain medication people would oh like yeah, to. send me those too. <laughs> um, I am going to Seattle, so there's a whole nother type of pain management that I'll be partaking <laughs> that you'll in. You'll be utilizing while you're gone. But for the next 24 hours, you just gotta I'm get through your plane. To, you gotta yeah. get through your flight, and then you'll be good. I know. All right, cool. Okay, so thanks for listening. Thank you. Don't forget to go support a favorites yes. Kickstarter, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.